Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Ido Erev, Professor of Behavioral Sciences at Technion, the Israel Institute of Technology. Okay, so Ido Erev, the, the guy I think is the most handsome guy in the Society of Judgment Decision-Making. Thank you for taking some time. Um, Ido, um, you have been doing a lot of work on small decisions. Why would anybody study small decisions rather than big decisions? Well, small decisions are small, uh, but they can be consequential. You know, example of small decision will be like uh, when you have to decide whether to use uh, the pot holder when you take off um, a dish from the microwave. So this is really small. It, it, but it is, can be painful. It can be painful. And another small decision was to use a brake uh, when you reach a kind of brown uh, uh, traffic light. So, you know, uh, like, like a light, light, yeah. light red? Yeah, light red, yeah. So, so these are, you think of those as small decisions? It's a small decision because you don't have more than a few seconds to think about it. And sometimes the cost of one of the action only costs you a few seconds, right? You're going to stand in one light or, or we just go and bring the potholder. So it's only a few seconds, but you still think, you know, so, so it cannot be very important. But some small probability, of course, can be very important. Okay, and there are many, many of them. That's the other thing. Yeah, almost any behavior in, in, involve a small decision. Even now, when I think what will be the next sentence, of course, I don't think about it very much. You don't <laughs> give me a lot of time. <laughs> okay, so what, what did you learn about small decisions? Well, we run uh, very simple experiments. We put, uh, in a typical experiment, we give the subject a multiple, uh, binary choice task. So one alternative will be, a, will give you a safe a safe. Uh, a safe alternative give you a safe payoff with certainty. Say, like one dollar for sure? Uh, typically even less. It could be like uh, maybe uh, 10 cents. Okay, small decisions. Again. Very small. And the other one give you uh, a risky prospect that most of the time give you better payoff, say 11 cents, but in some small probability give you much lower payoff. Okay, so the people have two options. Do I want the sure thing, yeah. 10 cents, or do I want to take the gamble? I do 11 cents or maybe like one cent. Yeah. Well, we studied it with people, but also with other animals like honeybee. But then, of course... Honeybees? The perf was different. <laughs> they, they don't like scents. But, uh, yeah. So I'll tell you. And we ran it under uh, different conditions. So one condition uh, we ran, which is similar like, to the Kahneman and Tversky paradigm, was we described the problem to them. In this problem, what you see is that you get uh, very similar to big decision. People behave as if they're overweight rare events. So they really want to go to the safe because they really worry about the small... The bad outcomes they really worry that's going to happen, so they go for the safe alternative. Even when the risky option is better, uh, give higher return on average. So, so when you describe to them, you said, here you're facing this situation, you have the 10 cents, yeah. the way that we're describing it now. Most people go for the sure thing, even though the risky option could have higher expected yeah. returns. Yeah. They go for the safe, even when the risky has higher return. However, we also run And, and bees do it the same way when you describe to them the tasks? Okay, so we also run it with human when we don't describe the task. We just give them two blank keys on the computer screen and say you have to select... What do you mean blank keys on the computer screen? So just two... Um, two buttons? Yeah, two buttons on the, on the computer screen. And every time they select the safe keys, they get the sure payoff, say, 10 cents. And every time they select... When they select the, the other keys, the risky ones, they either get 11 or, uh, say, 0 or, or negative. I see. So, so they don't... You don't tell them in advance what it is. They learn what it is. They yeah. see two keys on the screen. They have no idea what it is. But over time, they learn 
what they give them and they play and how do they play in this case you get the opposite um, pattern now they tend to select the risky key even when the even when uh, the safe key has higher expect is better so, so they, they make a mistake in some sense they, they like the risk now so much yeah. they would even take it when it has lower expected returns and the most interesting thing is that they get the opposite uh, mistakes in the two cases when they make decision from description they overweight rare event and when they make decision from experience they behave as if it won't happen to me and <coughs> as if the, the bad outcome will not happen I see and why, why do you think this is happening when, when they experience it so try to we we run more experiment try to understand. So one thing we run it with bees, and then bees behave just like people in decision from experience. So bees also um, prefer risk basically when as they're learning things. Yeah, it's not exactly risk seeking; it's underweighting of rare event. Both bees and people behave as if it won't happen to me. When the when the rare outcome is very good, then both bees and people behave as if they are risk averse. So the real tendency is to behave as if it won't happen to me if you rely on your own experience. I see. So bees also are over-optimistic about what will happen to them. Yeah, very similar <laughs> to people in this situation, which suggests that the process behind this behavior may not be very complex. And in fact, what we find that uh, the best model to capture this result is that people and bee behave as if they rely on a small set of experience from the past. And they typically rely on something like four or five experiences. And then events that happen only 10% of the time is not likely to be included in a sample. So for that reason, it's underweighted most of the time, not always. But I see. So by definition, uh, rare events rarely happened. And, and people even think of them, and people in bees even think of them as happening even less, less yeah. frequently. Because they, they behave as if they rely on a small set of experiences. And in those experiences, it didn't happen. So most of the time, you take dishes out of the microwave, nothing happened. So you don't use a pot holder. So, so what advice do you have for how do we improve this, this problem? Okay, we run another condition in which we first give people 100 trials with this experience task in which they behave as if they underweight those rare event and take too much risk. But after 100 trials, we ask them to plan how they're going to behave in the next 100 trial. And now they move toward maximization. So we actually try to do that in factories and in hospitals in Israel. We run this experiment. In, and the basic idea is... How, how do you run it in hospital? One thing that we look try to help uh, doctors and nurses to use gloves more often when they take blood, for example. And we find very similar task uh, situation. So when they think about it, when they plan their behavior, they say, well, we really should use glove here. But sometimes, uh, but w- when they act based on experience, they often forget to do that or don't do that for other reason. So the idea was to, to increase the importance of the planning stage. So for example, we collected all the doctors and nurses in a particular department and ask them what they want to do. And they all say, yeah, we really want to use gloves here. And then we took this commitment and said, from now on, since we all want to do it, let's remind each other every time we forget to use uh, gloves to do it. And this increased the number, uh, dramatically increased the proportion of people using gloves to the extent that the logistic department complained that all the gloves (laughs) are... Disappearing, something uh, is happening. So that that's great. Um, any advice, like any th- changes you've done in your personal life as a consequence of this? Uh, I'm trying to do the same. So when you think uh, about certain risky behavior you cannot take, it's really better to to have it planned in advance. So for example, not relying on your uh, on your you remembering to back up your computer, but have an automatic backup will be. Uh, and generally, doing this w- while planning, thinking about the small probabilities. Because in real time, in ongoing decision, we tend to neglect those rare events. Very good, Ido. Thank you very much. Thank you.
This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, Professor of Behavioral Economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.